it, bro. That's it. All right, guys. Welcome to the special broadcast. Sounds by Fabe is presenting in-house beats. We are the host two weeks notice podcast partnered with Jukebox Events and Exactly Productions. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, got it, got it. That's right, that's right. You better be clapping for me too. That's right. The take time, we good, man. Too much time for this shit. Anyways, man. This is the two weeks notice podcast hosting the event, man. I'm your host, Juwan. To my right, I have my man Harry. Harry, say what's up to the people. How you doing, ladies? And uh, what's good, gentlemen? I like that. that dude, he sound like a, he sound, he, he, Harry sound like he need to be on Sirius XM after midnight. Come on now, come on now, man. Get my own show. I'll be you know making on that joint too. I like that. I like that. And then uh, to the right, we got my man PK. PK, what's going on, man? Let's settle down here. What's going on, everybody? It's PK in the building. Two week notice podcast. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's run that back. To my right, or to the right. Here we have PK. PK, say what's up to the people, please. What's going on, everybody? PK from the two-week notice. Anyway, so to PK's right, we have Davidson. Bombastic. <laughs> and you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with our show, but every time I introduce Davidson, he always says something different. He never says the same thing two weeks in a row. Um, I actually like this one this time. Um, sometimes it's like, like you know, sometimes it's, it's a little, it's a little stale. Sometimes it's, a little it's it's the fireball flowing. Oh, there you fireball. go. Fireball. Man, no more of those. Right? You cut off, man. I see about two, I see about ten of those on the floor. <laughs> Cameraman, right. get a camera. Get a close up of the fireball. Don't worry, don't worry. He's not driving. Uh, and then you know, to the right, we got my man John Doe, aka Kofi. Man, what's going on, bro? What's happening? <laughs> All right, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, man. Um, today, uh, first time for us doing something like this. We're a partner with my man Fabe. Sounds by Fabe. You know, had a, he asked us to come in here host this event. Got a couple guys lined up for the interviews. Got my man LT coming up first. Then we got my man Funeral Ant coming up second. And then last but not least, we got the uh, what's it not not dynamic duo, but what, what, what's, 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 what's a good way to say trio? Like a like a good uh, the big three, the big three, the, the big three. three. Nah, nah, it's kind of stuck. Like That's like what's something like a T? Like you know how the big like. Yeah, man, have my man, uh, who's in that trifecta? Lucid. Got sounds by Fabe himself in in the building. And then we got my man Ghost of the, the machine. machine. That's right. That's right. I like yo, one, one more time. Ghost of, of the, the machine. machine. There you go. There you go. Yo, I like I like I like I like that, man. Yeah, no, no. That's gonna be cool, man. You guys are in for a treat, so uh, stay tuned. Alright, word man, let's just let's just jump right into it. Davidson, you ready? For sure. Alright, man. And um first guest, you know, coming from Hartford, my man LT representing the A60. Come on, man. Yeah, I like that. Yo. I like that. Nah, man. Appreciate y'all. What's up? Two week notice. Hartford, A60, stand up, you know. I'm actually excited to do this in word, yeah, word, word. Yeah, you know, we, we as much as we appreciate coming here, we appreciate you coming up here from Hartford, bro. I know because mm-hmm. like I was telling my man, I was like, yo. Why is it that Connecticut, besides Rhode Island or Delaware, whatever, smaller states, right? Why does it take forever to get through Connecticut, bro? This is a fact. Like, bro, you could be driving to New York, bro. You can get through the George Washington Bridge three times before you can get through oh, Connecticut, yeah. bro. That's it. Oh, bumper sure. to bumper, bro. Oh, I gotta bro. agree with that. And, and the worst part is, why do you have to use the bathroom every single time? Right when I get mm-hmm. to Connecticut, it's all it's that McDonald's, that McDonald's, that McDonald's. Them rest stops be like they be far apart from each other too. So hell yeah, now it gets sticky, but. 
Nice little. It's a lot of a lot of trees. Every time you say Connecticut, people be like, "Yo, you from the sticks? Like you from the bushes?" Like, nah, they nah. think about three ninety five south. That's where all the sticks are. Man. <laughs> they think about Waterbury, right? Yeah, <laughs> all them shits. Man. Oh man, so yeah, man. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna start it up real quick. Just yeah. kind of a generic question, warm it up. Um, I know you started off like being an artist, like rapping, correct? Yep. Um, Davidson was telling me a little bit in college. I guess he used to rap in the dorms or whatever. Did all the time. Do your all thing. the time. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, what made you kind of want to do that and give people your bars for free, man? Was it just like the love of the game or what was going on? So, for me, I think honestly, it all started like listening to 50 Cent because I'm from Jamaica. So, I was born in Jamaica, moved here like at seven. So, when I first got here, it was like the Get Rich or Die trying, like, like that mm, whole great time. Which is a classic, by the way. That's a it's classic. It's a classic. Though. So, great my cousin, time. he's Jamaican too, but that's all he played. So then I was like, yo, it sounds good. Like, I'm like, I, I rock with this. And then after a while, I just wanted to like try to write myself. So I used to write remixes. I think Nas, I know I can. I wrote a remix to that in fourth grade. And I was like, all right, oh, you know wow. what? I want to try to rap. I might have been mad at you for that because I'm little kids in the yeah, hood. I know, right? Like, yeah, it was like, yeah. I know I can. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, so, you know what I Nas is telling me this shit. I know I can do this if shit. If I work on it, Being that me and Davidson met at, at Providence, bro, it's crazy because that song, the lyrics that I changed it to was, I know I can make it to college because the school I went to in Hartford. It was like run down Martin Luther King. If you if you from Connecticut, you know Martin Luther King back in them days was like that school where it's like, oh damn, like you're not making it out. Like but obviously when you have ambition and shit, like you just push through. So that was like a big thing. And that's what like fueled my raps is like, yo, put a message, say something, like motivate people. But I didn't, I wanna say though, I didn't switch from the rap. I just expanded my palette. Like, you know what I mean? I just wanted to add a little bit more to it because I am Jamaican, so I wanted to add flavor to like what I do. And find a way how to like present that to the people. Okay, okay. Now I'm just thinking about like the like the first his first year freshman year man, and um, it's a funny story. So like going to like a predominantly white college, PWC, know, PWC. You know, there's there's always this thing when whenever they see a POC. They always say like, are could you? Could you explain? Could you explain for those that? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, P- I'm that OPP. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? P- POC, p- person of color. Okay, okay. Person that's of just, color, that's just okay. for the illiterate ones over here, like you know? myself. <laughs> you know? So the thing is that they always associate a person of color being an athlete. I even was even mistaken for a basketball player at my height. Before you finish. I mean, is that kind of a bad thing? No, it was Prov- bad. In Providence, I know nah. y'all D one, bro. I should have ran with it. <laughs> you could have got some free Nikes, man. Like, <laughs> but anyways, go ahead, continue. So, so when I met LT, I met him and I met Marco. Facts. And I was telling him like, I look, I had to look up. You know, he's a little taller. So I had to look yeah. up. I was like, what you, thought bro. you thought his name was Jamal? He played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, can I, I, I can did. I chime in for you? Yeah, of course, of course. I was about to say, so you saying that I ain't gonna hold you. first time I ever could be called tan and I'm dark skinned, so I'm like, yo, bro, what? Like I'm like, he he was like, yo, damn, you tall, like yo, you play? I'm like, what? Nah. He's like, yo, you tan. I was like, bro, I'm black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah like, yeah, you know I mean, he was like, yo, you a tall ass thing, like for me. So I was like, I was like, that's not bad. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's not a bad, like, I'm like, all right, you you got a good points. Yes, sir. And then I ain't gonna hold you too. Shout out to James. A big reason why like I was able to connect with y'all, James Walker. So for me, he's a good dude. I rock with y'all. I was like, yo, when I met y'all, I was like, y'all helped us like even being on campuses. Y'all already experienced like a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. So even that, and that played into experience of like writing too. It was like, yo, that experience, y'all was already telling us, like, bro, it's different out here. Like, you really gotta like, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't friendly. 
it's, I don't yeah, know right. which one of y'all told that joke, but we used to do this thing where it's like, yo, you go to Ray, you go eat. You put like a whole bunch of salt on the table, and we put like a little bit of black pepper and say that's how I look in there. When you come see, like, yo, <laughs> all the black people sit next to each other, so it'd be like salt and then like a few specks of black pepper right there. Oh, freaking yeah. that, like this, right, them, that's the old days. Like, I even yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so quick question. Um, obviously, you're doing music out here. Yeah. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that you face while doing music? While doing music? Like, and trying to, you know, make yourself more seen. Some of the biggest challenges that I face and I'm still facing now is one exposure, like you're saying, getting yourself seen. And I think I realize a big part is um, networking, connections, people you know. Like it's crazy how I think one trip to Assumption College introduced me to PK. Then from PK, I met Fabe and then even Ant, who's like uh, Zach's roommate. It was like, it's crazy how the universe works where they say there's six degrees of separation. And then through me and P, I'm like, oh, he's friends with Davidson. I'm like, bro, Davidson went to school so it's like i realized when you do something like this it all connects so me like reaching out to the people i know and it's crazy you don't know who knows who or who knows what and what they're gonna do because i had no clue when i met davison so probably like seven years ago that he'd be having a podcast and i'll be sitting here with the music i was in the ray like freestyling trying to like all yo time, listen listen to my freestyles like yo i'm gonna be the next mixtapes and shit like nah, <laughs> nah man, i didn't he, get he, to he that had, point he had the basketball but thing, so he's, he's a pc athlete yeah so it's like athlete, but even still i'm like yo how do i get heard that like for me it was always the big question that i couldn't answer because i'm like yo no matter where i spit or who i give it to like even with me like somebody give me a tape i'm like man my favorite artist is j cole right now i ain't even trying to hear that so it's like really being consistent and being able to like follow up, break through persistence, consistence, and just like belief in yourself, self-belief. So it's like, those are the big, big things. And just finding my voice when it comes to rap, even any other music and having fun with it. Cause sometimes like my old music, I feel like I try to force it. Like I'm, I'm, it's like not acting, but I'm figuring it out on the, on the go. Mm -hmm. So it's like people are growing with me, but even myself, I'm a little uncomfortable cause I'm like, damn, like, it's not sounding how I know it's gonna sound, but it's the growing pains. It's like when I go to the gym or like any other like workout, like you know, this ain't gonna be your, your plateau right here, but you still like, damn bro, I ain't even that strong right now. But it's just being able to motivate yourself every day, getting up like, yo, this is me getting better. And at a certain point, I'm gonna be where I know I should be. And that's like the biggest, I think, like struggle is like, keep like being your biggest fan, remind yourself like, bro, stay at it, stay at it. That's how you get better. Okay. So that's like, yeah. Um, sorry to interrupt you a little bit, man, but I did have to ask. We were just talking uh, behind the camera. Uh, we we're talking about um, samples and like the beat. And obviously, um, PK has sent a song of yours. Uh, you were kind of you were going ham, you know, on the mic, whatever, Appreciate doing your thing. And uh, we were just talking about it back there, right? And um, I was telling you that the original singer was Rose Royce. Yeah. Um, wishing on a star. Yeah. And yeah. and that beat, the way the way it was chopped up, it was it was real dope. I like what you did with that, but it's more impressive to me. Because I always like hearing like a newer beat used, like a sample. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. it, like it just talk to me about you, your sample use, like with your music, like like how heavy how heavy is that in your? So repertoire? what I've noticed about myself is I've tried like a whole bunch of different stuff, and I realized my voice and what I'm trying to do and say fits well on sample beats, because I had a big like for me a part of my music growth is like making choruses and hooks, with the sample beat it kind of likes a cheat code. Like it gives you something to already work off of. So me hearing those when I hear it, I'm like wishing on a star. I'm like, I'm a star. I'm wishing on a star because I want to be a star, but I'm like, yo, I'm not there yet. Like I pray for it. So when I heard that, sometimes samples speak to you. So that's what I felt with that one is like talking to me. 
So I'm like, all right, whatever message the beat's giving me, I gotta project that to the people. Like, I gotta make a connection with you and this beat. So that's how I yeah. But I, I like that you told me it was Rolls Royce because I be hearing samples and I don't know where they're from. Like I legit just hit the beat like <laughs> yeah, bro, that's, 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 that, like, that is that is like one of those like classic songs, bro. Like you know, slow jams. With the, you know what I mean, like that's what I want to say about music and what I appreciate, bro. Is like good music is timeless. Like mm -hmm. if I hear a sample, legit, I'll hear one and I'm like. This is hot. My first time hearing it, and I can still say it's hot. That means that's a great song, and that's a classic because it's timeless. If you play it in 2050, 2010, or 2002, it's still gonna be like good. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I aim to do with music that I'm still trying to figure out. Okay. Um. So we're getting the sign from uh that you 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 up for your performance right now. So uh -huh. I mean, <laughs> we already see you rock out, man. You know what I'm saying? So hey. Um. Any other questions? Nah. I do want to end it on though. I, we've been talking about rap this whole time, but I do want to say like it's crazy how I came to Fabe to record like strictly rap, and he just gave me this one beat that had like a dancehall vibe, and I went home and I was like trying to rap to it, like sing to it, R and B to it, and I remember it's another crazy thing about like the universe to me. I feel like I don't know how many y'all know Hodges, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So me through me and Zach, me and P, me and Davidson, and even y'all, I met Hodges. And I think one time he told me, he's like, yo, bro, I heard your shit. Like, yo, you could, but you got to put yourself into it. And that kind of like when I was making like the new shit I make now, I'm like, yo, I've never given people that Jamaican side or that like that fun side. And that's where this music that I'm about to perform now comes from. That's where that vibe comes from. That's where it's built from. It's like I always been like a fun loving, like just jokes and all that. So I could do that with my Afro like. And it's a fusion too of like Afro dancehall. So it's not really dancehall because I'm not speaking fully patois, and it's not, it's not R&B or like singing or like American music because it's mixed. Like some some of the shit you can't understand, mm -hmm. which is meant to be because I want to introduce to my culture. And for all my Ghanaians out there, call me Kwabi, you know. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> yo, introduce, introduce the song you're about to perform to the people. Let them know what you're about to do, and then hey, let's man. just get it going. It's your boy LT. Two week notice. Sounds by Fabe. First song that's coming up is going to be Call Me, a.k.a. Want Do. And this might be the single off of the upcoming EP, yeah. Island Boy Vibes. You know what I mean? Sounds by Fabe, two week notice. Yeah. There you go, baby. All right, guys, we back at it, back at it like a crack addict. I don't know how you guys are going to repeat receive that one, but I said <laughs> it. I said it. watching no, no, too much no, no, snowfall, no, 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 man. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, buddy. Relax. Relax, Neil. All right, anyways. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, I didn't finish the uh, finale. I didn't the finale, so I got to watch bro. that. It's good, It's very good, bro. I know they, I know they made Franklin make a choice, but you know, I got to see what choice that he made. Um... <laughs> Are you tight too, right? <laughs> now nah, we ain't gonna spill the beans, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Watch that shit. Bro. I mean, you can spill the beans like, if you want. You know. Nah, just watch it. Bro. Nah, but um, again, you know, two weeks notice sounds by Fabe <laughs> collaboration, uh, mashup, whatever you want to call it. We're back uh, with the uh, second artist of the uh, evening. Got my man Funeral Ant. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on, bro? Everybody in the room right now, man. Boston's own man, Boston's own. Like Harry said, you know, happy happy to see that Boston's getting represented the right way with music. Finally, you know what I mean. No disrespect to nobody that came before, but it just seemed like it was kind of few and far in between. And now it seemed like we got you know more, so we wanted more to marry it. Um, yeah, my man, I gotta ask you. Uh, just being from Boston, do you feel like that has been a uh, 
something that kind of sets you back or that's something that kind of gives you more motivation like you know how like a place like new york maybe has more established artists that are like in the limelight as opposed to us do you think being from here is kind of like good bad talk, talk, talk to us about that i think i think the city in general we always had like an underdog <clears throat> mindset because of the things you spoke on but like i think it gives us an advantage honestly because when the time does come they're gonna see that everything that's been going on within the city right now and, the, and you know where it's headed is a great thing and it's almost like sometimes you're ahead of your time in general especially with movements as a city and um i just feel like our time's coming but i think it gives us an advantage but you know i don't really like dwelling on the things we don't have i like thinking about the things we do have and building from there like there's a lot of great artists um doing their thing a lot of different sounds and um i think the future's bright but i think it gives us an advantage and it makes me hungrier to want to get us on the map, you know, even more. But like, shout out to everybody doing anything too. Facts, facts. I know, I know. We 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 go way back from Assumption College and shit, bro. Um, I know. I I can remember like a ton of times we were just be like, fucking around. You just like listening to Meek and shit, and you just be freestyling like like just all the time. And you'd be like, Yo, P dog, yo, get on this, get on. I'm like, Nah, bro. You know, you know my shit's trash, bro. But like, <laughs> like, like that ass though. But like, that's that, that, that's, that, that's what niggas say. This time, I feel it out. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But they, but they, but they know, but they know, they know, they, they, they know, they know. Nah, so facts, facts. But like, yo, like honestly, I, I, I it's, it's like funny what like LT was saying. Everything's coming full circle. Like I, I didn't, I never thought like in a million years you would like, you would pick it up and you would stay consistent with it. Like, what made you really like tap in and like be like, nah, like this is my purpose. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make this like me. You know. I feel like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Over time, I mean. I feel like I just found that voice within me. Um, you know, going to Assumption, like you said, that was like a discovery point for me in my life. Um, figuring out the things I was into, the things I wasn't into, um, the type of energy I wanted to be around, the type of things I wanted to build for myself. So it was just a learning experience. And then after school, um, literally, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, honestly, with anything. I knew music was something I always enjoyed and loved, but, um, I never really took the time to pursue it the way I knew I could. And then over time, I just, something clicked just one day. I don't even know. I felt like it may have been overnight, but I decided to put my all into it. I have a lot to say. I feel like um, there's a lot of things I haven't spoken about. You know, if you know me, you know I'm always like laid back in the cut, not really saying much around people. Um, so music was a way for me to express myself and the things I've been through and the things I see. Um, so it was just cool. It was an outlet for me. And I fell in love with it early on, but um, now it really means more just because I know what I'm standing for within the music. So, right. Like how? So how was like that process? Like making concrete roles. Like I know like you like you're talking about like a lot of like decision makings you had to make in your life. Like you just dodging the streets and like like making like a lot of like split decisions, like things of those natures. Like so mm -hmm. like like just talk about that. Talk about like why you made Concrete Rose and like what it means to you? Uh, the reason why I titled the project Concrete Rose is because I feel like coming where you come from, there's really not many options if you really look at it from the perspective I saw it from. And um, certain lanes that I just knew early on the things I wasn't built for more than the things that I wanted to do. So from there I started, you know, just doing it just going let a lot of my friends chose different paths and things of that nature and they've been to jail and all that stuff but i never they respected me more because of the things i decided to stand for 
So um, the reason why I make Concrete Rose is to express the things I've seen and been through. It doesn't really matter because I still chose to stand for something different and not dive into the things that we're accustomed to seeing on a daily basis. So um, that was the main reason why I just wanted to express myself, be just a different voice. Um, you know, a lot of the music right now is, um, I'll call it microwavable, with like it's in, in and out, you know what I mean? I like things that stand for something. I want to have substance within my music. And um, that's the main reason why I just wanted to show a different light and show people that I'm here to stay for sure. Where so, well, I know you're from like Boston or Roxbury in the Boston area. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think it'll take for like Boston and Roxbury, like musically, to get to that level of like New York, like Cali, and like Atlanta, like the hot spots of music right now? I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of individuality. Like there's a lot of teams doing their thing together, but there's never, you don't really hear like a lot of artists doing features with each other the way we should. And, you know, you see a lot of artists in Atlanta doing those types of things in New York. Um, I feel like it comes with time though. Right. You know, people finding their sounds. As long as people are doing their thing and standing for something and being true to themselves, the light's always gonna be there. It's about what we decide to do with it. And I think that unity, more coming together, hand features, if you think, you know, putting a lot of the street politics aside, there's a lot of um, bullshit that comes with, you know, the music and within the city. And that's that's kind of the, the story everywhere. So I don't think there's anything to complain about. I think more artists are starting to wake up. Though I've, I've seen, I've heard a lot of music with artists um, from the city doing features with the, with each other now. So, you know, it's a growing process, but I see it, man. And I think more of that would help us. Yeah. Um, I think just more people just not really following trends and being more of an individual and doing things the way they feel they should do it, not as opposed to what they see, I think that'll help it too. But um, right. yeah, I like the path that we're on for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just gonna just like, um, kind of piggyback on what you were just talking about right now. Um, so probably like on our, I would say probably one of our first episodes we ever had, we had an argument cause like we're from Worcester um, and I don't know if you guys know, but Joyner's are also from Worcester, you know Joyner. Yeah, so, we had an argument because I felt like Joyner is doing enough by just inspiring people from our city to get into this rap thing. Yeah. Where uh, one of our other people who's not here right now, he felt like he needed to actually be more hands-on and try to you know, uplift the new artists that are around here. How do you look at that type of situation? Do you think it's more of an insp inspiration thing or more of a... like? You need to turn around, come back, and help us, and then like. One thing I learned when it, when I hear things like of the nature that you said, I feel like you can never expect someone to do something you would do, or be to move the way you would move. Like people that have their own reasons of why they decide to do things, whether it's into music or whatever someone's art is. Like they pick and choose how they want. You know, they say money doesn't change you; it makes you who you are. That makes you more who you already are, and it changes people around you. I mean, so, I mean, I don't really, people are going to do what they want to do. It's not really for me to decide or, you know, make them make a decision. But all it does is inspire me in a quick story. It's crazy because I was on my way to the studio one night coming out here. Actually, when he lived in Worcester, my mm -hmm. boy sounds about fave. Shout out to my bro. And I literally saw him in a gas station. Okay. Like, I walked in, I was by myself. You know, I'm really a laid back dude, so I wasn't really too, you know, outspoken about it. I'm like, yo, you joined the Lucas? He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, yeah, nah, shout out to you, bro. You do your thing, like this and that. It was really cool. Like, I don't, that's something I don't really speak on, but mm -hmm. like, 
the fact that you asked me that is crazy. Like little moments like that come full circle, and you know, the energy. I don't know. I know, I was just being myself, but I don't know if it was receptive enough to the point where I felt like he was willing to do. I think you know how you get inspired with between with with certain energies around people. Yeah, that didn't really come to me, but um, I was inspired because of the way I was treated in that in that particular moment. Um. But yeah, I wouldn't. I don't let things like that bother me, bro. Because people are gonna be who they want to be, no matter who they are. And it's not for me to decide or help them make decisions or feel the type of way about it. It's up to me to do what I'm here to do, right, no matter right, what. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> speaking of coming full circle, I just want to put something out there on the table for us and see if we can just catch this. All right. Can you tell me what it means to you? I could get a thousand views before you get a thousand likes. What does that mean to you? <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean by that that's a crazy thing man that's actually a bar i got shout out to you for you know asking me that question that, that shows me that i mean people are tuning in and listening i appreciate that for sure but um what that means to me is like people are gonna see where you're going before they want to tap in and help you get there you know what i mean like no matter people gonna talk about you whether you're doing something good or you're doing something bad you got to give them something to talk about at the end of the day. And you get a thousand views before you get a thousand likes. It's like, like I said, bro, people are going to just want to see what you got going on as opposed to show you love until you really get to a point. They say your friends around you don't really show you love till still strangers start, start like putting you on a pedestal. And it's like, oh, that was my bro. Like, nah, I knew him nigga, since third grade. That's my brother. You can't be his friend now. That's my friend. I mean, that type of energy. I feel like that's the, those are the things that come along with the journey. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I kind of what I meant by it, bro. But I don't really, at the end of the day, I know what my purpose is. It's not really for the likes or the views. I just want to spark these young per like someone around me or someone younger than me, their mind. And then I did my job. Whatever comes with that is up to God. Type shit. Okay. Yeah. And I, I know you have a uh, performance coming up. Um, I don't know if anybody had any more questions. I have one more question. One more question. Uh, I know your name's Funeral. Um, I know it stands for something. Can you just let the people know like what it stands for, what that means to you? You feel uh, me? It, um, it's an acronym. It stands for Focus, Understanding, Neighborhood Equality, Respect, Authenticity, and Loyalty. Um, it's something I live by. It's something I put into my music as well. It's real quick. It started off as just my Twitter name. Fab had dropped a mixtape when I was like in high school, middle school, high school. There's you no remember what mixtape it was? Yeah. There's no competition too. Oh, <laughs> Yo, we, we had an argument. Is, is that, is that mixtape better than uh, No Ceilings? Which one, which one, which one was the best one though? Out of there's no competition. Not, 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 not the soul tapes. I'm going to probably go with two. No, we're two. Two. Oh, two. That's why. Two's up there with No Ceilings. Yeah. 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 So um, it kind of just started as that. I'm like, he, he was saying funeral fab a lot. His ad-libs throughout the, throughout the thing. And as a kid, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be like Fab. So I made Funeral Ann Bell as my Twitter name. And then over time, I'm not, I don't do anything that involves funerals. Like, I'm not a shooter, no, yeah. none of that type of shit. So I had to make, find a way to make it fit for me. And then, you know, I just sat down one day and I kind of just broke it down to myself. Like, what the fuck can I make this? What can I, how can I make this personal? And that's what I came up with. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Used to rap with PK in college, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I know, now I know, I know my man PK likes to indulge in, you know, a couple of drinks here and there. Sometimes yeah. it's like, hey, everybody, you know, we grown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, at any time when you were up there at Assumption, did PK have to unleash a hot sixteen at any time? I, I know, I know, you got a story, bro. I know it happened one day. I know it did. 
<laughs> you know I'll, damn well Pika ain't rap on nothing. I yeah, man. Pika, I can't. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Come on, dog. Turn the music up in the headphones. Oh, oh, shit. You gotta do it. I don't got it, bro. Turn, turn the music up in the headphones. <laughs> Alright, one last thing before we leave. Um, so just want to give a just give us a quick description of the type of music that you do, just so listeners know. I know you're about to do this crazy performance coming up next. Mm-hmm. Give them what a little taste of what you what you're about. Um, yeah, man, I speak a lot of. I feel like my music speaks a lot of truth, a lot of authenticity, a lot of um, you know, introspective introspectiveness within myself. Um, yeah, man, I try to just speak on the things I've seen, gone through, and. What's going on around in my community, but I'm starting to elevate. Shout out to my bro Sounds by Fabe, you know, get me out of my element in certain ways now. And I feel like I'm growing more as an artist. So a lot of the new music is um it's just an elevated version of that, man. I'm here to speak my truth. Nothing I feel like um I like to make timeless music. That's what I aim for each and every go. And um, yeah, man, that's what it's about. All right, let's give this man a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing he knows. <laughs> oh, the, the booties, yo, PK, you know about the booties? Don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie on air. What? what? Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys, and we're uh, back. We're, we're back for the conclusion of the uh, interview segment of the event tonight, brought to you by Sounds by Fabe. Um, and again, host the two weeks notice podcast uh, partnership with Sounds by Fabe tonight. Um, special guest, actually, we got here. We got my man, Ghost of the Machine. We got my man right, right. here, Sounds by Fabe. And we got my other man, Lucid. And the reason why I wanted them to say their names is because I'm actually about to ask these two about theirs. And I got somebody behind the camera because we were actually talking about this earlier. He wants to ask you about your name in particular. So I'm going to save that for him. All right. So let me just ask my man over here and then I'm going to get to you, Lucid. So. We were talking and we had like a little brief intermission, you know, a little drink, smoke break, whatever it may be. And I was asking you, is your name kind of based on like lucid dreaming or whatever it may be? So and you kind of gave me the story behind it and you wanted to share that with everybody? Yeah, so it was actually, we were, us three ghosts, Fabe and I were in a studio session, um, kind of nearing the end of the project. And there, it kind of came out of nowhere. They're kind of like just, you need a name. You know, you need a better name or you need a new name or whatever the case may be. It was like an intervention. Yeah. You like sat you down. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like yelling at you. We cornered you, bro. It was crazy. And, uh, <laughs> so, what, what, how, so how would they get your attention before? So, uh, Louis, Louis, you know, LCD, whatever. Like, that was kind of my okay, name okay. before my established name. You know, just based off my initials and my birth, uh, my birth year. And then they kind of just said lucid based off of like my lyrics and just how I am. Um, and I, I adapted it because it fit with my initials and what I was already doing. So I didn't really see a problem with it. Um, it's not the best story. It's not the most exciting, but it was kind of just in a <laughs> moment. I mean, know? it's pretty exciting. Spare, I'm like, I was, I was, I was kind of story, you know. They they just kind of put me on the spot, said change your name, and it just kind of <laughs> happened. Nah, it's great, man. Let's see, man. It's true though. Let's do you that Hey man, it's all good. It's pretty exciting over here, man. You know, um, Fabe, what's going on? So like, why why my name is sounds by Fabe? It's all the sounds, bro. All the sounds, man. <laughs> hey, pretty much, yeah. So I mean, as I was telling people, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, I mean, as, as I was telling PK before, um, so we met an undergrad at Assumption, mm-hmm. and um, was he was he in the uh, the um, alternative program? Okay, all right. Wow, are you helping out? Here we go. There's so yeah, much yeah, smoke yeah, here. Okay, I'm going through the the Big Brother program. All right. Shout out, shout out to shout out to Kwam, nigga. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were trying to get you out. We're used to my brother. Um, but um, nah. So I mean, I think in undergrad, as I was getting you know just involved in music, I've always been involved with music. Um, started playing violin at a young age. Um, grew up in Lawrence, Mass, and um, inner city. You know what I mean? We didn't have many resources, similar to Worcester. Um, and so we were funded through Andover. It was the, the wealthy suburb next door that kind of funded our program. Um, and so that's how we were blessed to kind of start that little program from there. Um, uh, one of my boys that I, I went to middle school with um, put me onto Fruity Loops. We started making little beats there. Um, as a youngin, my cousin used to babysit me. He was a DJ, so I saw a bunch of like vinyls and, and whatnot, and kind of was just having fun with it. Um, so that expanded to the production right there. And then in undergrad, I started taking DJing a little bit more serious. So I started DJing at a... Too fucking seriously, bro. <laughs> dog, can't, don't let nobody sleep on Saturday. Saturday mornings, nothing, bro, dog. After the hangover and stuff. Shit, huh? bro. I used to be sick, bro. For real, dog. <laughs> I know you know Aunt Zach, dog. Yo, man. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, I was in the direct room. <laughs> 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 well, anyways, long story short, as I was making music, everybody knew me as DJ Fabe and DJ Fabe, DJ Fabe. But I felt like that kind of tunneled me into like one thing, like, oh, so you're only a DJ, you know what I mean? But I think there's just so much more to me um, that encompasses sounds, you know what I mean? Whether it's DJing, producing, engineering, mixing, uh, networking, for damn sure, you know what I mean? I'm blessed to have everybody in this room. So for that being said, sounds by Fabe, man. I think it's a lot more open and uh, uh, just room for growth and shit. Okay, and um, Harry. <laughs> All right, so I'm not gonna beat that, by the way. <laughs> so I know you're the machine. Mm-hmm. Has there been any confusion because there is another machine out at the moment? Yo, so I go by Ghost to the Machine, and uh, there's a, another machine out there. And uh, he's way well. more fa- he he way more famous than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he needs no uh credit on on this you know podcast boy um i remember i did a joint with sky zoo and you know i look at my comments or whatnot on youtube whatnot and uh some dude commented he was like yo i thought this guy was biting the other machine um but i'm glad i stayed you know what i'm saying so i feel like in the underground world like if you know you know but like from the outside looking in it's like who's this dude trying to bite this guy like Who's Ghost of the Machine think he is, you know? And I've been Ghost of the Machine for a very long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. My name is, like, not, you know, AKA and not a, you know, a side name. Like, that's just, that's who I am. You know what I mean? I'm Ghost. Hell, hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Ghost of the Machine. My name, my name means a lot to me. You know what I mean? And I feel like the concept behind it would, res- would resonate with all artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to die eventually. You know what I'm saying? Um, but one way to be immortalized is through your music. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm the ghost. The machine is whatever I write. You know what I'm saying? I'm not important. Mm, my message is. Mm. My message is important. You know what I mean? Like, I am so different. There's so much truth in my rhymes, but I'm so different being a... The artist me is different from the regular me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm the same. I'm not fake or anything like that. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff I talk about is very... Very harsh, you know what I'm saying? And and I don't walk around like being pissed off all day or like, you know, pessimistic, but you know, that's that's some of my music, you know. Say this, I'm hoping for the machine collab. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Manifestation. Yeah. 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 Manifestation. You get me? <laughs> Yo, and, and I and I, res I respect I respect that and I respect him. You know what I mean? Like I really, you know, where where dude comes from. You know what I mean? Like that's. You know, he comes from a hard place, you know, in New York, you know what I mean? I didn't Facts. get a lot of shine and, um, you know, I'm familiar with his area, you know what I mean? I know how hard he had to work, so I'm not taking anything from him and I'm a fan of his too, so for sure. That'd be dope. Yeah. All right. So how did this whole like project came about? I mean, it's called uh, Rule of 10,000. Well, like, yeah, man. how did y'all get together? Like, and, and, and tell the people, what is the exact rule of 10,000? Yeah. Right, so that, that's a lot of parts, a lot of questions. Um, well, we met through the youth center, yeah, uh, the Worcester Youth Center, yeah. Um, y'all were more, I mean, y'all Worcester heads, so y'all know more about the youth center than me. But mm -hmm. uh, I got hip to it. I was working for a nonprofit out in the city, and of course, as a POC, as you guys were talking about earlier, <laughs> they're like, "Oh shit, well, you might work with this demographic so well." So they fucking <laughs> threw me right in that bitch. So obviously, that's that's how I ended up there. But then uh, the way that I connect with youth is through music, yeah. and so that's how you know I was in the studio, and then Go saw me and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, so I currently work there, so I can't throw too much shade. But what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is, you know, the best place to be in the center was in the studio with Fade. You know what I mean? Like I had stuff to do, made sure I did my work quick, and I made sure I was, you know, went to the studio and chill with my guys, and that's where I met Lucid, and we heard about each other. You know what I mean? Through Talis and you know that, and like you know, through other MCs and. You know, that was really dope, you know what I mean? And I really respect and love what you do with the young people in there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we were giving young people a voice, you feel me? So, um, with that guidance, you know yeah. what I mean, we came together and we just started making music, bro. We started mm -hmm. freestyling and shit, like, right, right. And just like, might as well record something now. And then yeah. we never stopped. You said it so. best. You said it um, in one of the videos that we put out that uh, it started off with one track. It was uh, the second track from the album, uh, Locals Only. Um, and I think we, the reason why we made that track was because there were so many youth that came that came into the studio, and the first thing they're like, "Fuck, you know, fuck these bitches, fuck yeah. all my niggas, da da da." And we're like, "Bro, there's a whole lot more to music that you can do than just talking yeah. about the same sucks, drag, sucks, sex, drugs, love, whatever, the, whatever it is, you know." So I think we were trying to show them a path, you know, trying to be a role model for them, mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, so it just kind of grew and developed into that. Yeah. Um, and then to answer the rule of ten thousand, the rule of ten thousand, uh, a book by by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers, um, and he talks about the rule of ten thousand. And the rule of ten thousand is basically just saying if you practice any craft for ten thousand hours, you will master it, whatever actually, it may be. You know what? Mm -hmm. I, I, it's actually funny you mentioned that. Um, uh, Harry and I actually read that book, uh, and you said you played the violin, right? Mm -hmm. Since you were seven. Second grade, but yeah, probably so around that time. Six, seven, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can be twelve in the second grade. You know, <laughs> but, but you wouldn't care. <laughs> Ten. Oh uh, yeah. Nah, um, and he actually used an example about violinists. Actually, if I remember correctly, you remember yeah. that part 
Where, yes. would, where would you categorize yourself if you can put yourself like like I don't really know where it goes, but from just being a novice to being an expert level, which is ten thousand hours, right? Where would you put yourself in that? I'm I'm just curious, only because you brought the book up. Uh, I've I've paid my dues, so yeah, I've, I'm well over ten thousand hours. Uh, when it comes fact. to the violin, mm-hmm. yeah. everything. So yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that man. So he, that mastery. He said he said in the book, man, the only difference between the great players and the players that weren't as good as them is literally the time spent. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that. Um, what's the name of the album? The, 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 Rule of ten thousand. Rule of ten thousand. Yeah, it's the, proof, the proof's in the pudding. Mm-hmm. How many shorts you get off the violin? <laughs> <laughs> Give her, give, give her, give, give her take. <laughs> He's from Lawrence, dog. You know what I mean? Yo, can I add something real quick to that ten, rule of ten thousand? Yeah, yeah. Yo, to like for like anybody that's involved in any elements of hip hop, bro. That is very. That's a very isolating thing. And when you step out of your room, when you step into a cipher, mm-hmm. people want to take your heads off. That's just. That's just hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So that that rule of ten thousand thing is is so deep as it pertains to hip hop too, because it's not just rhyming. It's DJing. It's b boying. It's it's you know graffiti. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's mm-hmm. the stuff that you do that nobody sees in the room. The the stuff that you might feel like. Yo, I'm not making money right now. I'm a loser for doing this. You know what I mean? No, you're not. You know what I mean? You're connecting with your ancestors or whoever did it before you. You know what I'm saying? So it's deep, you know? And, and, to, answer, and to that point where it's like, you have to understand no matter what you're doing, like people always look for the compensation right away. It's like, right. I'm doing what I love to do and I need to get paid for it. It's like, bro, you got to put the time in beforehand. Mm-hmm. As you were asking me about the whole like violin shit, it's like, I was playing in my church. My, my parents are like, I'm not even that religious, you know what I mean? But I use it as a platform. It's a free performance that I can go in, go to a stage, practice, you know, tapping with other artists and whatnot. And I just pay my dues. I was just playing violin at church every damn Sunday. Honestly, bro, nobody at church is religious. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you now. Like, I'm, I'm going to sit into Hold the, up, my the, man. Oh, you look, you look kind of thirsty over here. I am mad thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, with that being said, right, the, the rule of 10,000, you know what I'm saying? And I've been struggling with this as an artist myself. So I want to ask you, right, um, when when is it okay to, like, start being, like, $500 for a verse? 10000 for a verse, you know what I'm saying? Because I find in this medium, right, and in, in hip-hop or whatnot, yeah. Our, our heroes don't age well, you know what I'm saying? Because there's not a lot of respect in this medium, you know what I'm saying? Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner, they're going to be 105 years old on stage. Yeah. And they're going to be people, oh, look at that old man playing a guitar. Yeah. I mean, 95 rapping, look at this mom right here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when, so when is it okay? I mean, and I don't care. I'm be old man rapping. I don't give a damn what nobody thinks, you know what I'm saying? I don't care. But that's that's just the reality of like I feel like where everybody is, you know what I'm saying, in terms of like respecting the culture. You know, I picture everything like I put everything into perspective. Like obviously, like I relate it back to to real life. You know what I mean? And to answer that, simply put, I think it's just that there's no timeline to this shit, and it's to anything, no matter what. Like I don't mm-hmm. care. It's like. There's a lot of people that kind of live their life by amount, by by timelines. Like by 25, I need this. By 30, I need this. Yeah. By 35, I need this. You know, but fuck all that. Yep. There's no timeline when it comes to it yep. because everybody gets to it differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's a job promotion that you're trying to get or a, 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 an investment that you're doing. Whether it's marriage for some people, having kids, whatever it may be, you got to put the time in and fuck a timeline. If you're doing that at 25, that's that's what's up. If you're doing it at 35, that's what's up. What what the fuck is the difference? We're here mm-hmm. to do it. You're, you're doing it because you love it, put purpose, put passion, you'll get the outcome. That's why I fuck with you, man. Everybody's passion is different, bro. It's facts. 
you was here for a different reason. Timing is the way God works is different, bro. It's all about just falling in love with the process. That's facts. And you can't really expect much. It's just like God handled the rest, bro. A lot of wisdom in here. G shit. We all keep our heart in the right place. The way it's been. Facts. It goes back to that, Appreciate man. There, that, there's yeah. a reason why everybody's in this room right now, man. Yeah, because man. we have a similar kind of mindset. You know what I mean? We're growing as a team. Like, this ain't no coincidence. You're seeing the shirt right here, man. Everybody's on that shirt for a motherfucking reason. You know what I mean? We all have similar mindsets. We're, 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 we're young adults here, people of color. We have uh, different cities, but similar upbringings. You know what I mean? Like, the you grow, it's America, dog. At the end of the day, like, we're still... A minority, no matter what city you're from, you know what I mean. We're still a speck in the states, in the world. We're, we're still the, the we're still the global majority, though. Too, you know, yeah. I agree with everything you say. You know, like you said too, like there's strength in numbers, bro. When I came in here, I was like, yo, I'm so glad to see so many motherfucking black people. <laughs> Y'all niggas thought I was playing, but like, you know, I'm not even being funny, bro. Like this is you, this is this is beautiful, man. You know what I mean? Like, and there's no shame in my game. Like, I love seeing like black folks come together, black men, you know, people of color come together like this around art, man. Like, it's such a contradiction. You know what I'm saying to me? Because we was raised like, I know my mom was like, oh, you want to be a rapper? Oh hell no, you you better beat them books. Stop being beating them beats. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is such a, a key part of who we are. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we, we, we have so much stake here in, in, you know, we're creators. You know what I mean? We're, we're originators. You know what I mean? People people want to be like what we do. They whatever We create trends. You feel me? So it's just so cool seeing all you guys here. You know what I mean? But on, on the flip side to what you're saying, Ghost, like there's also a common misconception when you become a rapper or an artist that you're supposed to be doing like... You're supposed to be gangbanging. You're supposed to be doing this. Like you're supposed to be from the street, or mm -hmm. you don't get that street cred. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about that? Cause me, I don't. I, you can live in the street. You can be from the street. You can be a street dude, or you can be from the suburbs and be realer than any street dude that that has ever lived. So, like, what do you feel about that? So my whole thing is like, since when being yourself isn't cool? You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad for cats that have to live a facade. Cause I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm free to say what I wanted. And you know what? What you what you put in comes out. You know what I'm saying? I listen to everything. You feel me? Like, but I also listen to Aesop Rock, who rocks, who raps about his cat looking at him while he's puking on the toilet. You know what I mean? Like, that's just funny. You know what I mean? Like, I listen to Homeboy Sandman. So, you know, he raps. He has a whole song talking about waiting for his girl in the car while she's in the grocery store. And why the fuck is she take too long? You know what I mean? Like, that's fire to me. And he got fans. You could be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like... I feel like we have been conditioned as a people to, you know, and I'm not knocking any drill. And I'm not going to deny any MC of their experience. You know what I'm saying? That's needed. All that's needed. You know what I'm saying? But you also could be a regular fucking person and be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't blame the victim. You know what I mean? Society has made people of color, especially young men of color, um, a certain way, you know, we're reactionary, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never blame the victim, you know what I'm saying? You blame the conditions, the environment. You can't you can't tell somebody to stop doing something if you can't teach them how to fish and take them out of the fucking hood, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's this true. is how I know how, I eat, how to eat, you know what I'm saying? So I can never blame that person. I blame the system, you know what I'm saying? And kudos to whoever, whoever could pull themselves out of it. And bigger kudos to, you know, coalitions. Like, this could be one, you know what I mean? Bigger kudos to, like, fucking... Mobs of men, mobs of men and women of color, like pulling each other up from the fucking from the fucking gutter. You know what I'm saying? Kudos to that. Kudos to movements like this. You know what I'm saying? 
So for me, I can't fake the funk. You know what I'm saying? I put five on ten here or there, right? Because I'm an MC. You know what I'm saying? Instead of three women, it might have been five. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. <laughs> but like in terms of my experience, you feel me? Those like are, those, those are very what? good numbers. <laughs> very, good, very good numbers. Fact, it, was, it was never three. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, like it's it's okay nah, to be yourself, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got you got to be careful, bro, because you kind of got that like fire in you, man. So you can kind of incite a riot just talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, this, I just start a riot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what's coming Yo, from. You, either, what's you, you, you need to relax. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn, man. What's this? Oh, drop it. 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 You know, I appreciate you guys' time today. I mean, before we conclude, you guys got to get to your performance. Um, does anybody have anything you want to say? Anybody behind the camera? Anybody want to say anything before we wrap it up? And uh... let's get some bars, Pete. Oh, oh yeah. why do you guys keep doing this? Shit? <laughs> Strike two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, in, in, all, in all seriousness, man. Shouts out to Sounds by Fade, man. You have incredible capacity to do this. You know what I mean? And and produce for all these artists here. That's super dope. Shout out to the artists. You know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah. That's it. Shout out to y'all. Two weeks notice. You know what I mean? Like, two week notice. Like, you guys are doing some shit that is incredible, man. Young black brothers, like, doing this shit. So, respect, man. For real. Yes, sir. For real. For real. For real. For real. For real.